Another month comes to an end, and we are once again revisiting a Star Wars film. And just as this month ends, so does the prequel trilogy. This week we revisit Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. How Star Wars is it? Hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. And I'm and Mike. Hello, and I'm Josiah. And hello to the listeners, and welcome to How Star Wars Is It, the only podcast. It's the only one, and it's certainly the only one wherein we rate and review absolutely anything and ultimately everything mm-hmm. on a scale of 1 to 10 on how Star Wars that thing may be. Now, we are uh, uh, racing against the clock to eventually review everything, yet here we are once again revisiting something we've already reviewed. <laughs> yeah, well, we know what we're good at. Well, we don't uh, well, maybe not that, but we are we know what we have done. <laughs> All right. Is and the so clock we're... like Father Time, like like dying? <laughs> yeah, dying. <laughs> I was thinking more of. I was even thinking more of the clock of you know climate change. But you, that voice you yeah. heard will yeah. die either way. Will die either way. <laughs> that voice you heard is a special guest. We make him do this episode. Now we've made him do it twice. Uh, yeah. So welcome He's back to the show. He's been with us in the past. He'll no doubt be with us in the future. Yes. Uh, the 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 PFG himself. Uh, Michael Delaney. <laughs> What's going on, PFG Nation? <laughs> all you PFG, all you I'm Delaney I'm happy to be here. There. No, I'm I'm delighted to do this one again. Uh, I listened it to our... It did really tickle me when we were talking about, you know, like, let's revisit every Star Wars movie just to make sure that our How Star Wars Is It, like, scale is calibrated correctly. It tickled me to no end that that we might have you back to do the same movie you've already joined us for. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm coming at it from a completely different angle this oh, time. Oh, that's actually. great. Oh, good. Well, you know, I, d- I do too because Josiah and I both just watched this this weekend to do our yes. commentary for the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash how Star Wars is it. Every month, you get a different commentary track of a different Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had been a while since I had seen it. I'm not even sure we watched it ahead of doing the episode with you last no, time. I don't think you did. <laughs> I don't think we did. I, I hadn't seen this movie since about 2017 when I watched all the movies with a friend who hadn't seen Star Wars in preparation for Force Awakens. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. Um, so I'm coming at it from a, uh, uh, an, I don't, I literally have no idea what we said in the first episode that we did on this. So I do. And one of it was like very cautious optimism, but you could kind of tell in your voice that Rise of Skywalker was going to be disappointing. Like, <laughs> you guys, it hadn't come out yet. <laughs> You're like, yeah, well, it looks like the Emperor's going to be in it. So, uh, I guess we're going to do some, some stuff, you know. Like we used to do. Like maybe so it'll be a, a flashback. <laughs> maybe it'll be a flashback. Maybe it'll be just a voice in someone's head. I don't surely know. Surely he's not in it. <laughs> surely they wouldn't. Surely they wouldn't go back to the well again. You know what's gonna be? I, I'm, I'm bizarrely looking forward to it to no end. Is revisiting that movie because I don't even really remember it. I've only seen it the one time with you, Michael Delaney. That's true. <laughs> so I watched the, it before I got on my solo kick. Rise of Skywalker was was like I had a 
you know, <laughs> cam cut that I found, and I was rewatching it. I made Dave Q watch it just to see him get upset. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> it's just. It's so unfortunate. And well, it's like, funny. The, uh, like the, the prequels, the... I like want to find reasons to like it, and they're just so much more. It's it's harder for those to come, and it might be the difference between seeing the prequels at a young age versus this seeing it as a thirty year old. You know, but the Rise of Skywalker makes me uh, laugh at other things retroactively. Like like in this movie, I can't see twin sons without laughing now yeah <laughs> we, <laughs> and we both it, talked about that like right as the movie was ending we were like okay well i mean like this makes sense because it is like the hopeful note to end this like fucking downer of a movie <laughs> yeah this movie's and, so depressing and with uh the intro crawl, I probably never laughed at war before. War! Yes. But, but now it's just like, the dead speak! We, we also comment on that. that. That opening crawl has a couple funny things. My, the favorite being, war! Right. I, and also heroes on both sides. Yes, the heroes on both sides. I was like, what? Yep. What a weird take to like, why would you just Evil write that in your everywhere. movie? Right. But there are heroes on both sides. Oh, man. So this movie... So one thing that I want to talk about, though, right out the gate, is I think we should make this podcast like this movie and have the first, like, like sixth of it be very good and then have the rest of it just suck, like, so much ass. first set piece. It's really focused and it's got a good pace to it. And then the rest of it... maybe Maybe we spend the rest of the podcast talking about, like nature i don't know <laughs> just some it's other gotta be jo- jovial up top and then takes a very dark turn <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah some maybe children... the remainder of the episode we talk about like children dying <laughs> children yeah. may or may not die in the process yeah. yeah the beginning of this movie having not watched it in many years i was like mike and i were really enjoying the beginning and i yeah. i was i was i didn't remember like it being that fun. Like I remembered the overall beats of it that he cuts off Dooku's head or whatever, but the journey was like fun. I was like, this is some primo star Wars shit. Like, yeah, we got some, like the opening crawl all the way to when they like crash land on Coruscant is like a plus star Wars. Yeah. It's It's like a little campy and cheesy, but like it's fun action and nothing is um, like, we don't have enough time and dialogue with the characters to like roll our eyes yet. Like it's all mostly just, you know, like action packed. <laughs> well, I, uh, I told you guys that I did my homework overtime on this one. And yes, that, you did. Included, <laughs> that included, I watched it once by itself, but before that, I watched it with DVD commentary. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Who was commentators? Oh God, I don't have their names all. I know Jar Jar Binks, Rick McCollum, who was the producer, uh-huh. his um, yes man, <laughs> it, exactly. And then two other guys um, who were like digital effects people. I couldn't, I can't remember. Got the names. it. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, but that's all Lucas cares about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I said this, I think, in the commentary, but I learned at some point for this podcast, I'm sure, I learned in all the different trivia that this is the only movie that they, like, literally never shot a single scene on location. Yeah. 
there's only one on location scene, which is that very end when Luke is handed off from Obi Wan to Owen and Beru. Beru, yeah. by this point, I imagine is Owen's wife, is in not Nexium. just his girlfriend. Oh, right. Uh, and she was in Nexium. But uh, that he, ca- he calls her Brew. Like, give me a Brew, dude. Brew. <laughs> <laughs> that that sequence was shot when they shot Attack of the Clones. Oh my god! Okay. So like. Yeah. There's not a single scene shot like in a place. It's all just like in a well. They stage. said the biggest set that they made was the uh, fight with Dooku, where, where the Emperor ha- has, like I said, the nicest chair in the room. <laughs> He's tied to the nicest chair in the room <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like that, Do you it. know. They even said Do at other point, points, being like, "Oh, everybody thinks we blue screen everything, but we don't." But we kind of do. Like, is basically what, what they said. <laughs> we basically do. But, you know, some stuff is like, you know, the people are there. There was, yeah, there was some weird, there was some funny, goopy effect stuff that is just weird to see. So, Delaney, I started watching Titans recently. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Mike, I mean, we're just going to say all the stuff Superboy. we said in the commentary. <laughs> Speaking of Superboy, haven't gotten to him yet. But, that was like, on the Patreon episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> there's a there's a Mike Michael Michael Delaney is wearing a Superboy shirt for everyone who's listening. Um, but like that's it's the sort of entirety a, of the Patreon episode. Right, that was so. the whole. That's what it's going to be called. It's um, describing the shirt. <laughs> yeah. So you cut the sleeves off. Uh, red S. We go uh, fiber for fiber. Found it in the, the gym. Found it in the gym. The effects in. <laughs> Titans are like not always good because it's like you know a streaming show, and they don't. I, it looks like they and just television you know, period. Just yeah, television effects like aren't always TV the best. To not be, yeah. And so like anytime like Beast Boy turns into a tiger, it's like oh a, a Jello tiger. Like look at this yeah. little goopy yeah, yeah, tiger yeah. that showed up. And like in the first like or in this whole movie, but it's in the first sequence specifically, it was just kind of funny watching with our modern eye. Like you know, however many years later. Like watching Obi Wan turn into like goop and then turn back into a person yeah, that like walks when normally. The, like s- the piece of set like falls on him. It looks. Oh my like, god! That should break would, his leg. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And like and like when Dooku like flips. In fact, really, when any Jedi like hangs in the air, sort of against gravity. Like I know that's a thing that Jedi can do, and that there's an established. You know, like Luke jumps really fast and high in right. uh, the the Bespin. Uh, lightsaber duel but like i i wish uh i wish gravity were a bit more apparent in the flippy stuff that people do like it doesn't have to be 9.8 meters per second squared downward well i was thinking when when anakin you know the famous final fight where like uh he gets his arms and leg cut off uh, yeah, but um, it's like I don't know. Why couldn't you just jump higher? You seem to be able to do that at different <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you seem to be able to like see the code of the matrix, <laughs> and like eventually leaping tall buildings in a single bound becomes flying. <laughs> yeah, yes. just wait, wait till your power bar is all the way back up, <laughs> and, and then, then jump, jump really good. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, there's no. Something else that's in the commentary. I don't care. I'm just going to say it here, too. I'll, I'll stop prefacing with that because not everyone listens to the commentary. But, like, there was there's stuff that we as fans know that the Force can do or that, like, lightsabers are capable of or that Jedi are capable of that are never showed in any movies, right? Like, 
especially not in the original trilogy or prequels. Like the the force creep, the power creep gets higher and higher as you go. But like you until know. eventually kissing someone makes them live again. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then like Which in is there, wait, Snow White. <laughs> yes, is there indeed. a character named Force Creep? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his name is uh. What's what's the guy that's like, selling Ugh. death sticks? <laughs> I'm the Force Creed. <laughs> the but yeah the, the like the fights in the prequels are well choreographed and cool sometimes but then yeah there were several times where I was just like why don't they just you know d- yeah use the Force like ever right? right to do different things and it's like I don't know there's probably in canon explanations you could make for it but it does sort of change the stakes of some of those fights and like mike said something about like especially the last fight on mustafar where at a certain point they're just like like two bright flashes of light just like like hitting each other and there's not really just be a light bright with a camera rolling in front of it like i was thinking it's like after they they have their intense fight in that little control room or whatever and then they take it out to like scaffolding over lava and if i was there be like i'm not doing this like if you want to fight me come back over here yeah like yeah this is too much (laughs) i will kill you well yeah and like we were saying like uh lightsaber duels are at their best and i know that the star wars minute guys talk about this too they are at their best when they are um taunty conversations that have sword fight moments in between right. jabs you know like like obi-wan and like like um only a master of evil doth and like yeah. you know or like my, even, my even powers have doubled father, count yeah yes. yeah like, <laughs> honestly like, though are, a better example of a better fight in the same movie you know what i mean like <laughs> right but yeah, they're only they're they're like they're like chess matches where there's two people pitted against one another like throwing barbs at each other and 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 the only way to kind of keep escalating and heightening and at this point this is the 6th Star Wars movie, they basically had to fucking like right. throw yeah. them over lava and like I don't know, the most fun part of that sequence was when they were on the like landing platform and Obi-Wan's like you have done that yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, or whenever they or whenever they go whew, 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 and just go around themselves for like a solid 2 seconds and then land back in the front. That they were pretty really proud of that. They were they were talking about how like like multiple people. I'm not sure if they recorded the commentary together. It's because like sometimes they would say the same thing. Oh sure. Uh, but it seemed like um, they multiple people wanted to get it through that this was not sped up, and that this is this right. is how fast they're moving. This is how intense they're they're working. You know that they trained really hard for this. I mean, I believe uh, that. How do you they- explain that moment when during the 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 lightsaber duel on Mustafar? Obi-Wan and Anakin both are standing like sh- like a lightsaber's not. distance away and they're just sort of spinning their they lightsaber. They did not. <laughs> I, like, uh, what, is, what is your, like, headcanon version of that? Because, like, I was uh, saying, like, maybe they were at, like, the, the middle point of a specific stance and they had to reset to another stance or something, like... Man, I can't even try to justify it. It's just basically like, just all like right, like flopping. it's time time for a little halftime show. <laughs> here's here's my justification. Uh, Obi Wan trained Anakin, right? And so right. and they've worked together for a very long time. And so I feel like the, ju- the my head canon justification for that would be they are noticing imperceptible shifts 
like of where their lights where they're going headed. and so they are they're countering 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 and then when they realize that they're both just countering nonstop, that's when they come back to okay fine fuck we'll just go yeah, just back like to like stick the sword out <laughs> yeah like i think they're just countering to the point where they realize they're just countering each other's counters and then they're like okay let's fight normal again the end you guys have talked yeah. about this before with lightsaber fights it's it's like they're not fighting to kill each other they're fighting to hit choreography Right. Like, yeah. like, so, like, I really don't know what it would look like if they were actually trying to hit each other. But, you know, yeah. both of them are clearly like, well, I have to hit up because he's going to hit down. Like, you yeah. know, I have to catch his blade here, here, here. It's and not it's very, stab. It's, <laughs> it's very catch. good fight choreography in general. But yeah. it's like, it's the difference between seeing really good fight choreo on, like, a live theater stage. Because, like, when you see it on a stage with real people in front of you, you're like, oh, fuck, they could get hit. But then, yeah, like, I whenever no it's on... <laughs> yeah, but whenever it's on your screen or, like, you know, when you can watch it over and over again, that's when you notice the, like, oh, no one's in any real danger. All the stakes are gone. Like, I, I can tell what you're aiming for. Um, right. But I think the... I'm so interested in... And I've talked, like... I can't remember if I've talked about this before on the actual show, but, like, the different styles of, like, lightsaber fighting throughout each trilogy is I feel like... Is sort of emblematic of each trilogy by itself, because in the original it's like slow, measured. It's even people when people talking to one another, and every so often they like swing a really heavy, like photo reflective stick at each other. <laughs> yeah, and it's in the prequels. It's flashy and fast and well executed, but not, but like with not much weight. Yeah. And then in the sequel trilogy, it's inconsistent <laughs> and uh, just like good sometimes and not good other times and like it's weirdly probably is less emblematic of the sequel trilogy which is in itself emblematic of the sequel trilogy because it's like (laughs) we don't know what we are i don't know personality (laughs) yeah exactly yeah it's like trying to impress you the viewer well and like i go to i go to bat for some of the sequel trilogy fights like i think the ones in rise of skywalker are all pretty much dog shit but i think the ones in force awakens and last jedi are pretty good um, mm-hmm. But they are different. Like it's a different style than the flashy ones in the prequels, and obviously different from the original trilogy. But I don't know. Is it, what what other interesting things did you learn in that commentary? Uh, Lucas always like refers to lightsabers as laser swords, which I I love. love it's that. just like why'd you even make up the name, dude? It's just so <laughs> funny. It, like, the best part is that like I've seen like back when I was on Star Wars TikTok too much weird like the sort of annoying fanboys would get mad at people in the comments of any video where people would say laser swords yeah yeah and then people would have and then those same creators would of course like create a reply like of actual you know clips of george lucas and nick filoni like saying laser sword it's like guys and jake lloyd yeah it's <laughs> in the movie it's like there's different words for things you know like like you Mithrandia. can call there we go that's gandalf's name in Gondor? <laughs> I think it's his Maybe, name like Minas Tirith that they call him Mithrandir. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Um, I think George Lucas is hilarious in that very way of like, oh, well, like I would call it a lightsaber, but like I am just a human from Earth like <laughs> s- witnessing this take place, so I only know it as a laser sword. Like, <laughs> right, I'm sure he has his reasons. <laughs> he, he, like, set up a camera in an actual, <laughs> real right. place. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's telling this story. He was given this story. Right. And, and he didn't make it up. He's just telling it, telling it to us as best he can. 
Yeah. Which he did a lot of telling in this movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Even, you know, he talked people... about exposition sometimes. He said, this scene, the, the opera, the water opera, he was talking about, this scene is basically just exposition, so I had to think of an interesting reason for them to like come to an event. So water ballet <laughs> or you know whatever that was. And if you notice there, that, uh, that character is Baron Papanoidia, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I, he, me. Uh, the, these movies, these prequels especially, the internet would have you think that the order of how good they are is yes. descending. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. And I think maybe my my order is the opposite. <laughs> oh, you I know what? Like, I might be my like least favorite of the prequels, and it only took having a podcast about Star Wars and watching these movies a thousand times to like come to that conclusion. And maybe that'll change uh, tomorrow. But like, I think that I've seen. You know, I'm trying to think where I see Attack of the Clones fall more often, but I feel like I've seen also like three, one, two more often. I've seen but that too, yeah. either way, I agree. Like. We are, the sort of conclusion that Mike and I came to after we, when we were when we were talking about Star Wars while not recording after the after we recorded the other day, which felt wrong, um, but we were both like, "Yeah, Phantom Menace is kind of fun, right?" Like it's it oh yeah, that's right. We talked about Star Wars without a microphone running. Yeah, it was really <laughs> Off gross. Off the clock, it yeah. was fucking weird. <laughs> it was honestly, it was perverse, is what it was. I felt really nasty afterwards. But, I, yeah, we were like, Phantom Menace is fun. There's, like, cool stuff. There's fun characters. It feels the most, like, I don't know, a movie, like, in yes. a weird way. Yes, it's the most movie of all three prequels, for sure. I don't but know. So- I think, I don't know how I, like, why I feel the way I do. I can't justify it because they're all silly. So I, I feel like I still <laughs> like three the best. Um, and most of my approach for how Star Wars this will be is... Uh, Mike's fault, I'm going to say. I'm, I'm blaming it on Mike because I'm at a point in my Star Wars fandom where I'm like, uh, I probably would never have watched The Clone Wars or Rebels unless you told me, like, no, they're really good. So yeah. I'm going to give it a shot. You got to stick but, with uh, it. Only about, like, a, a fifth of them are good, but you got to watch all of them. <laughs> right. So my my hipster philosophy to Star Wars is just like, Whatever, man. Like, Disney doesn't really get it, but Dave Filoni gets it because he right. knew George Lucas. So uh, it's very clear that this, uh, like, Clone Wars is all from this movie. Like, there is yeah. no yeah. there's no Clone Wars from Attack of the Clones. That's not even a part of the... It's That's just, like, a rescue mission, basically. But, like, the... The aesthetic and the style and the fun, because, like, you know, they wanted to make the movie fun up front because they knew it was going to get serious, is uh, very Clone Wars, I think. So I think like, yeah. this movie yeah. takes a lot of cues from that. So from the point of, like, the endurance of Star Wars, I think that, like, that qualifies this as being significantly Star Wars because it kind of informed what was to come. That's a really good point like because, of course, then Clone Wars inspired both Rebels and the Bad Batch, which is now essentially all of Star Wars animation. So right. without this movie, you're right. Like um, that opening sequence, in fact, as we were watching it the other day, I was like, this feels like a Clone Wars episode. Like yeah. gravity shutting off for a point and like R2-D2 is like scrabbling around and like... At, at one point like, I was... Everything li- about that opening sequence felt like a three or four episode Clone Wars arc. And mm-hmm. the only 
like there was the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, which was done prior to this movie, right? As like a bridge between two and three, but right, like I think it was the, done with with that in mind. Like, right. like they talk about it in the commentary, being like, "Oh yeah, well, in the cartoon, we see that Grievous uh, got, got choked his, or whatever." So that's <laughs> why larynx squeezed. right, right, right. So <laughs> so you know, at the time, that was that was like the plan. I think like, well, this is going to be a fun little cartoon series, and then I think you know, somewhere after the fact, they decided to do the other one. Like, what if we did something like proper? Right. Yeah, at one point I I said like it's interesting to think that like Ahsoka Tano is just running around somewhere during this movie, you know, like right. whenever <laughs> whenever every time Obi Wan and Anakin talked, I'd be like, "There's someone else." She's that's off very on important Mandalore that, like, fighting Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah, she's like just doing her own thing. Um, yeah, this what was the other? Oh yes, I think the the big problem that we had this watch and we talked about a lot was like the, so much happens in this movie because it's the whole. The point of the, you know, the supposed point of the prequels <laughs> right. was supposed to be like, let's, how did Darth Vader come to be? Yeah, and we they were really saying, this movie feels an awful lot like the last fifteen minutes of a of an improv show where you're telling like a start to finish story, and you're like, oh shit, we have to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like all of the plot of how Anakin becomes Darth Vader happens just in this movie. There's yeah, no, and it's in the last like twenty minutes. Like the right. only other thing you could say is that he killed the Sand People in the last one, but that's like. Literally everything else, and then he's cold in the first one. Yeah, cold, sir. <laughs> everything else is like just from those first two movies is like, I guess, just sort of set dressing of like, yeah, there's the characters around, but we're gonna wait until this third movie. Wait till to you do guys literally get a everything. Kiadi Mundi. Oh, got <laughs> his little forehead. Hang on, we are going way off course. There's still this really cute little kid who eventually has to become Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, well, hold on. Let's talk about Jar Jar Binks. That he's you guys got ever a heard of Yaddle? <laughs> Look at this weird underwater world with all these frog people. This is kind of fun. Yeah, the, the definitely lost like the point. <laughs> he lost the yeah. plot. <laughs> the uh, and they even talks about it at some point. Like, yeah, this is just exposition. I I don't know because like when they're like uh, trying to wrap everything up, like, oh, it's the how does Yoda learn how to become one with the force. Like he talks about Qui-Gon and all that stuff. He's just like, yeah, this is just exposition. I don't know. I needed to kind that of one, explain it somehow. <laughs> that one is so funny to me that he says like, I have new training for you at the end because like I didn't, uh, no one was asking how did Yoda learn how to do that? Right. Or how, and how Obi-Wan knew how to do that because the only Jedi that we've known are Obi-Wan and Yoda. And we've seen both of well, their yeah, ghosts. Well, yeah, but we just saw three prequels full of Jedi who didn't then show up as Force ghosts. So he was like, "Oh shit!" Right, but I, most of them. Right, right, but I, most I, of like, them anti-retconned myself. So now I have to explain why only Yoda and Qui Gon are Force ghosts. But most of them only died in the third movie, right? So we wouldn't have even had True. a chance to really see their. So, like, what I'm saying is, he could have not done anything, and we would have been like, "Yeah, it looks like sometimes some Jedi can become Force ghosts, and some." don't like it's maybe it has something to do with like what you did in life or what kind of power you have like whatever it's just such a funny it's such a george lucas thing to be like oh yeah i have to explain this part because what are people gonna it's like no you really didn't man now counterpoint the lost missions episodes of clone wars which were episodes that cartoon network fully like produced and then it got canceled from cartoon network and then netflix picked them up right 
the arc of like Yoda learning from Qui-Gon how to become one with the Force is pretty fun. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that, that's like after the fact. That's yeah, them, right, that's right. them uh, apologizing for George and explaining yes. George's explanations. Right. I, I find George Lucas so adorable in a weird way of like, because it's like, from what you're talking about in the commentary, it seems like he knows he didn't make a very good movie. Because <laughs> like, yeah. if you're a filmmaker and you're saying like, yeah, this part's just exposition, so I had to figure out something good to do. Then like, you know that that's not good. Right. Like, you've been making movies for decades, George. Like, you know that's not good <laughs> he movie making. Just sounds so tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder what he sounded like. You know, again, like... It, it feels like a bygone era, and I like that there's mystery to it. Right, but like, we don't know. You don't see, like, interviews or a lot of, like, talking heads and stuff from when they were making the other movies. But, right. I mean, I'm assuming he still had that very low energy. Because <laughs> at the time, those movies, even, like, Return of the Jedi, when it was, like, like the peak of, like, s- people being interested in Star Wars... It was just another movie. Like, right. guys, don't worry. Like, there wasn't even... The word fandom was not no. did not exist, and the idea of a nerd was not, like, a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, sort of, it was sort of a nation I, thing, I right? I miss that. <laughs> I miss like, yeah, it. I do, too. Yeah, like, because they were just allowed to be movies, and then there were, like, decades that we heard, you know, and by we, I mean, like, people older than us heard, like... Oh, Lucas had other ideas of like how Anakin became Darth Vader and like he wanted to make those movies, but those will never happen. And in the meantime, all we have is like a role playing game and Shadows of the Empire. And then, like, you know, he said, I'm going to make movies again. And then I, I like, I mean, did Star Wars create like fucking trailer culture (laughs) you know like how we talked about the spider-man trailer in our patreon episode well i I will go ahead sorry (laughs) (laughs) can i talk (laughs) mike you got this (laughs) well i will say since i do have the floor now all of a sudden we only have about five minutes left on the zoom um yeah Well, let, let me just let me just say the thing I was going to say because I I think Star Wars did to, to an extent create that kind of culture, but I, fandom did exist before. It wasn't called that, obviously, and it wasn't called fandom till recently. But like Star Trek was a thing. Yeah, I was going to say it was called, it was called dumb dumb fan. Yeah, <laughs> yes, dumb fans. But like Star Trek, even like the Beatlemania and stuff, right? Like there were sure. there were phenomenon that a lot of people got involved with, but it does feel like. I feel like Star Wars, because it made people wait so long, and it yes. was, like, before they got an official movie again. Because even Star Trek, like, it was a while before they got a new series. But yeah, then what's it, made, next... it made 10-year-olds turn into 40-year-olds. Yes. And 40-year-olds then... have opinions. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> yeah, 10-year-olds. Like, <laughs> yes, honestly. <laughs> they hold on to it their yeah, whole life. 10-year-olds these days. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right in that Star Wars cre- created sort of a kind of fandom like a specific kind of fandom that maybe hadn't existed before um or at least in a different way i don't know trailer culture and everything like that like with with most modern problems is just you know accessibility and availability and having having too much accessibility yeah yeah Um, it's the internet's fault speaking of trailers what (laughs) 
What is this? Like recent, I, I want to say it's been in the last like two or three years that like when a trailer I'm is so excited. first dropped, Ugh. it has a trailer ahead of uh, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of the trailer? It's it so goes, dun, 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 dun. And it shows it's you like, like, trailer drops today. And it shows you're you. You're like, about to watch it. And it yes. shows you four different images from the trailer you're about to see. It's like. I don't understand. This thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. And I'm like, oh, is that? Oh, that wasn't part of it. Oh. And then you see him again in the trailer. You're like, oh, why? What was the yeah. point of this guy? Like, I, mean, I already saw it. It's, it's, it's just like when you watch a trailer a bunch and then you see the movie and you're like, well, I already saw this piece in the trailer. It's like, oh, I already saw this piece in the pre-trailer trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a hype machine thing. Like as an exercise, I like trying to do that, like trying to make a trailer based on like how we like absorb all that stuff just like uh -huh. static images with music in the background and it has nothing to do with anything yeah right. so I, I want to know wanna hear the three of us talk more about trailers specifically the trailer yes. of the new spider-man movie tune in and uh go sign up for patreon at patreon.com slash how star wars is it i do want to know like what all like now that that's started to be a trend who did it first, and what in what wild focus groups and market testing did they we're do? Like, where they this were like, is "Good, yes. yeah." Where they were like, "Oh, people love when we give them like a real quick boom, boom, boom right before." Because like, who if I if I was in a focus group and I was shown that, I I, I feel like I would be I don't know ambivalent at best. I'd right. be like, "Yeah, that was fine." Yeah, I, I don't would know. Say, why did we see like? Three of the clips that were in the trailer, why did we see those right before the trailer? It was like a Mountain Dew focus group, and then at the end, they're like, what do you think about this? <laughs> right. And they're like, yeah. yes, I am so high on sugar. They were like, I are you guys going to bring back all the potato products at uh, Taco Bell? Because why'd you take those away? And they're like, that's literally not us. That's not us, guys. You're in the wrong focus group. Did you guys, I, I used to try to get into focus groups for some extra cash. Um, and I never got into, I never got actually into one, but I went to a couple of like the ones where they essentially are like testing to see who they want. And mm -hmm. so like they show you a couple of things and then like you fill out a form or whatever about like your feelings towards Coca-Cola or whatever. And then, then from there they pick like the 10 people that they really want. Uh, the people and then, who have like the least developed opinions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Slash, tell me. <laughs> slash maybe yeah. are the ones who are like didn't fill in like i uh, hate coca-cola or like i don't yeah, like corporations right. or whatever but like i did see a very early version of a commercial that i then saw on tv and i was like oh oh, oh interesting i was like I, I was there at the beginning the closest i have to that is when aha sparkling water had like commercials released that i auditioned for the voiceover part <laughs> yes uh, on that note, should we go to the break, I guess? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Here we go! Aha! <laughs> uh -huh. Well, hello, sweeties and listeners. We are popping in here to let you know about our new Patreon. Woohoo! That's right. We just started a Patreon. It's called the How Star Wars Is It Expanded Universe, or HISUIU for short. For just $5 a month, you get a weekly bonus episode plus a monthly commentary track for a different Star Wars film and access to our exclusive Discord server where you can chat with us and other listeners. That's right. And if you want to be our best friend ever and want to be the best listener ever, you can also join the Sweet EU. 
which is $10 a month, and you get everything that Mike just said, plus you'll get a personalized shout-out and a thank you on our regular main feed podcast, the one you're listening to right now. And if either of those seem a little too steep for you, you can join us for $2 a month and just join us on the Discord channel, or for $1 a month because you just really like the show and want to throw us a bone once a month. So go to patreon.com slash howstarwarsisit and join us in the Hisuiu. And we're... Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. I'm trying to think of, like, a episode three, like, meme. I feel like all the prequel memes are from this movie. Right. Well, there's the one that got really popular recently, which was from episode two. That's true. Um, which also isn't... It's a funny one, but then when we watched it recently, I realized it isn't really based on the conversation they're actually having. Yeah, that's true. Because there's not really a point where she says, this thing, right? And he goes, hmm. And she goes, this thing, right? Uh. Anyway, I guess we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're the high ground. I... As is tradition on this show, when we have Michael Delaney on, we make him do the game. Except he did. Not he actually volunteered. We Jedi. didn't make him. That's true. I, uh, I've done this game before with you guys, but I didn't have a name for it. Uh, so the name... Or this game that was previously called Real or Fake <gasps> is called Are You for Calrealsian? <laughs> so I've uh, I looked uh, back in the are catalog. Are you for Calrealsian? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just so that everybody heard that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I looked up. You know, we did this twice before. I looked up the dates that when uh, this happened. So. You can, you know, kind of cut this audio and splice it back in there. I, I, so I, oh. I try to make some fun references for the times uh, that we were in. So May 13th, 2019. Here we go. Oh, okay. This game is called Are You for Cal Realcian? And, wh- <laughs> and what's up with this season of Game of Thrones? Am I right? <laughs> okay, good. That's and good. January 27th, 2020. I'm back for another game of Are You for Cal Realcian? And hey, <laughs> have you ever wanted to see your dead dad's pants come to life? Disney Pixar's Onward in theaters, February 29th. <laughs> Th- those I are never... both uh, clean drops. I'll get those edited back into those episodes. That's good. Previous episodes. I never saw that pants movie, but I know that happens. Um, it, was, uh, it was fine. It wasn't that great. It was fine. All right, and then there's a twist on top of this game. It's not, it's not your daddy's real or fake. In this version of Are You for Cal Realcian, you have two responses. Instead of real or fake, you will say, for real, you will see, say, Lando Cal Realcian. Right. For fake, you will say, Phobiwan Kenobi. Good. Phobiwan. And, as I referenced earlier, I listened to the DVD commentary, so this particular game will be guessing which of these quotes <laughs> is real and which <laughs> I made commentary? up. Quotes from the commentary. Ah, uh, good. All right, so let's get going. Okay, first one. Uh, are you for Cal Realcian? <laughs> I love this crash landing, the way it takes out the tower, killing three million people. No big deal. <laughs> oh, no. Is that 
Lando Calrissian or Phobi One <laughs> Kenobi? God, I hope it's Phobi One Kenobi, but I feel like it's Lando Calrissian. I'm gonna say Phobi One Kenobi. It is Lando Calrissian. <laughs> This is, Three million? Well, so that was kind of just an offhanded comment they made, but uh, when they do that crash landing from uh, you know on the Coruscant, they hit a tower like it like just tumbles right, over. Right. So so yeah, then like they a just radar said, tower. Yeah, like oh yeah, I guess we killed three million people. No big deal. There were three million people in the tower. Oh, because <laughs> the tower is controlling other air traffic. I don't no, know. It seems I like there's he- can't be that many people in the tower, but. They said it either way. Well, right. you know what I you know what I heard is that jet fuel can't melt Coruscant steel uh, Durasteel Durasteel beams. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> and George or Lucas did Transparasteel. George Lucas did nine eleven. Uh, so, wait, what's very the, low energy? <laughs> yes, George Lucas did the Death Star blow up. Okay, okay, sorry. Keep going. Number two. Lando Calrissian or Phobi One Kenobi. We've never seen bones like this in Star Wars. <laughs> what? When do we see bones? Is it when it, when it's the the hangar of that planet? Oh, and Utapau. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's Lando Calrissian. I think I am too. I'm gonna also say real. Obi Wan Kenobi. No! <laughs> I thought that one might get you. It's just stupid enough to possibly be. You know, real. we've never seen bones like this in Star Wars. <laughs> we've never seen bones like this in Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Okay. We saw the crate dragon bones, of course, but. All right. You see, you see, Anakin has a scar on his face now, to show he's already somewhat damaged. There's more damage to come, of course. Lando Calrissian or Phobi One Kenobi? I'm going to say Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. That's Phobi One Kenobi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I feel like you primed us with all the stuff you told us from, from like the country. Like Lucas says dumb shit. <laughs> like, so we're like, I don't know, anything could be true because apparently he says stupid stuff all the time. Well, I, I was like, do I want to hold on to the fact that I listened to the commentary? But I, I did not. So I just, I held on to the fact that it would be the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Damn. All right. Number four. This is R2's action picture. Lando hmm. Calrissian, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm going to just stick with my guns and say Lando Calrissian. I'm going to... Man, okay, so here's my thought process. That isn't even terribly correct or interesting, so I'm going to say that's real. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. It is Lando Calrissian. Yeah. George Lucas says that in the, that opening sequence we were talking about before, this is R2's action picture. He does um, have good action in that opening sequence. It, it is the silliest that that, open, that that opening sequence gets, but it's... it's uh, it's silliness that is like appropriately laid into like a cool sequence. Um All right. Number 5. I named this clone Cody after my dog. The clones are more or less the emperor's attack dogs. Oh. Re- uh, no. Lando Calrissian or Phobi One Kenobi. Uh, I'm going to say Phobi One Kenobi. Yeah, I'm going to say Phobi One Kenobi. 
That's Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Thank God. The reason I say that is because Commander Cody is apparently like some old timey like TV serial. Damn it, you, oh, you yeah. nerd. <laughs> I, I have my own fucking stupid nerd shit uh-huh. knowledge. <laughs> All right. Good track record still. Okay. Uh, number six. We use less and less of Jar Jar in the films. <laughs> he only has one line of dialogue here. Excuse me. As in, excuse me for trying to have fun. Excuse me for trying to have fun. I am still a fan of the character. I don't know. Lando Calrissian or Phoebe Wan Kenobi? Now I don't remember I'm him gonna say, saying "Excuse me." He does. He does. Okay, that's that is a fact. That when a fact. was that? In um, when uh, they after they land from the crash landing, oh, right, all right, right. the senators oh, meet them. Uh-huh. Um, it's and he like passes by someone and says, "Excuse me." I'm gonna say Phoebe Wan Kenobi. Because I want it to be not I true. think it's, again, it's like too stupid to be fake. <laughs> I'm going to say Obi-Wan, or um, Lando Calrissian. It is Obi-Wan <gasps> Kenobi. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it would have been, uh, been too sad yeah, I don't know. to me. So that, that was a, uh, that was kind of an appropriation of the R2 story because he does have a long tangent about R2 where he says... This is R2's action picture. Uh, so for fans of R2, they'll really love this one, of which I'm the biggest fan. Like, like <laughs> I don't, whatever that sentence is, he said it. So I was like, uh, I can make I a know. sentence that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Man, R2 right, number seven. really got fucked by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, just, he, he, he. You know, he's kind of, he might be related to Padme because he essentially lost the will yes, to live until like, Luke, Luke I, came I back. Like until BB, he, yeah. Let's be clear. But like, yeah, R2D2 just got like pushed aside for BBA. He got woodied. There's a real, there was a real like vibe of JJ coming in and like a real like midlife crisis vibe, you know, like getting rid of the old girl, like the old wife or a new girlfriend. Which he did for Star Trek into Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, like mate, let's just get rid that of the, was old the robot. Second, that was the second Star Trek movie, right? Star Trek into Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The second Star Trek movie was called Star yeah. Trek Midlife and Crisis. Benedict Cumberbatch said, "No, my name is Han." <laughs> <laughs> we got jokes here, folks, from 2013. Uh, I'm still mad that they tried to lie to everybody about that when it was so obvious, like, what it was. And everyone was so, like, it's this. It's and they were so like, no, it's like, not. At the very beginning, like, he was like, I'm not con, by the way. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. It's like the, it's like the yes, Bob's yes. Burger episode whenever. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> when Linda's, like, 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 putting on the dinner theater, it's like, like a murder and I'm like, a not mystery. the murderer. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, well, I guess it's this person. She goes, no, it was me. It was and me. they're like, it won't do it. And she's like, what a twist. And it's like, it's yeah. not a twist you if you lied. say. <laughs> yeah, you just lied. That's exactly what they did. Number seven. <laughs> Grievous's, uh, Grievous's internal organs are very flammable. Is that Lando Calrissian or Phoebe Wan Kenobi? That's you. That's Phoebe Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I'll say Phoebe Wan Kenobi because of Mike. 
Lando Calrissian. <laughs> That's so funny because when, when he literally talked about that during yeah, the commentary, we were that like, was why I thought it was you because like Josiah and I were both like, why his heart yeah, catch on fire? No, yeah, I don't know why. And I feel like that's again them watching the movie and be like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Sure, why not? That sounds yeah. that sounds like a riff tracks. They were like, yeah, his organs are very flammable. Like that's not Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Um the I'll give context for this. Um the water <laughs> opera scene uh-huh. is referred to as Squid Lake by <laughs> the Mon Calamari dancers, Admiral Akbar's home planet ballet troupe. Lando Calrissian, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, that's like what my instinct is there, too. But we've been wrong before. It is Lando Calrissian. No! That's a a direct (laughs) quote from George Lucas. I thought I gave it away earlier because I said something about water ballet, but I did not. That's good. All right. Um, Oh, my God. God damn it, George. Got a handful more if we're still having a good time. I'm having a good time if you want to keep going. I got four more. Okay. That's that's so. Uh, hang on. So, is there a movie or like a hollow net production in yeah. universe in Star Wars directed by like Deron Aronofsky mm-hmm. called like Black Squid? Yeah, and it stars. It stars Padme. And they didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. They didn't have to pay for the music because it was public domain. And it there also stars. Um, a, a a woman by the name that it's a perfectly Star Warsy Star Wars name, Mila Kunis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mila Kunis. She feels like she should have been a, a ha- handmaiden, but she uh-huh. was not. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Number nine. This is my son Jet. So I basically directed my own son's death scene. It was surreal. Lando Calrissian. Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, I now I that know is something that happened. Yeah, I know that's true. I'm gonna say Lando Calrissian. Like let Jukasa or something like that. <laughs> I'm gonna say that is Obi Wan Kenobi. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. That is like the perfect though amount of like not Georginus. really saying anything. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> the uh, the the. It was surreal part was uh, very yeah. George to me, I thought. Yeah, it was surreal. Number 10. Should there be a hologram within the hologram? Lando Calrissian or Phobiwan Kenobi? I mean, without context, I'm going to say Lando Calrissian. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, it is. They <laughs> were they? They, they were talking about how um, when they do Order 66... Uh, Commander Cody has his little palm uh, hologram thing that he sees the Emperor in. Mm. And so then they're like, wait, so then on Palpatine's end, should there be a smaller hologram <laughs> in his hand? <laughs> and just nesting holograms all the way down. But they, oh, because he's icy. Because he's but they did a not... man holding up. <laughs> They, they did not animate that, but they, they still were wondering if they should have done that. That's really funny. That's something I've wanted to do for a while. We have, like, a gallery wall on our wall right there outside of this room of, like, you know, just different pictures and stuff. And I wanted to take a picture of it and Photoshop that picture onto, like, a piece of, you know, like a piece of paper or whatever and then frame that and then hang it on the wall. So it's, like, a picture of our wall <laughs> and then inside of that there's a picture of our wall. 
Okay, number 11. I wasn't sure if heads would fall that way. Lando Calrealcian or Phobie Wan Kenobi? Whose head? I guess, I guess Dooku's head gets chopped off. Yeah. Also, droid heads get chopped Ooh, off. I'll say Lando Calrealcian. Yeah, I think so too. Phobie Wan Kenobi. No! <laughs> You're too good at embodying George Lucas's voice. Yeah, you're really good at saying like, nothing at all. <laughs> we also, they also uh, have the Yoda decapitates two stormtroopers right. as they're oh, right. coming up behind him. Yeah, on Kashyyyk. All right, last two. Is it, it's funny to me, sorry, interrupt. There's a, there's a real to-do that's made over... Anakin killing Dooku and then at the end being like, no, Mace Windu, don't kill yep. the Chancellor because it's not the Jedi way. But then, like, yeah, they, like kill, they kill a lot of stormtroopers, clone troopers, without batting a single eye and it's not, like, referenced at all. Which, like, I know they're clones, but they're also, like, people that they've been working with for a long time. And it's like, it's just another weird cognitive dissonance of the movie of being like, no, no, right. killing isn't the Jedi way. And then like, you see Yoda behead two people. <laughs> like, what? I mean, it was like either him or them, you know? Yeah, but still, uh, I don't know. It's I'll it's... touch on this after the game. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, number 12. He just came up and touched him. Lando Calrealcian? Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think I'm going to say Lando Calrealcian because I want to know the context oh, of what yeah. it could possibly just be came about. up and touched him. I mean, yeah, I want to hear it too. Lando Calrealcian. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's really the only reason I wanted to insert this because the story is talking about uh, Hayden. This is Rick McCollum, the S-Man, uh, said Hayden really wanted to be in the Darth Vader suit. Like yes. he, he insisted on doing it. So. The day we filmed it, everybody wanted to be on set to watch it. So we basically just opened the doors to everybody else who was on on set. Basically, everybody like squished in. Like 500 people sat on the floor, watched this scene happen, and then we just came up and touched. <laughs> Scary. This brings up a question. I'll, I'll I'll pose this after the game, but but be thinking of it as as we're wrapping up here. Uh. What do you think of Hayden Christensen's performance as Anakin Skywalker? And I mean in both two and three. But go ahead, continue with the game. <laughs> I'll tell you that was one of the discards was uh, praising his performance because it never happened. Like I was waiting for George to say something like, "Oh yeah, Hayden really just put it to another level here," or like nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't he even just know. Really, truly, I don't know if that's an indictment on Hayden Christensen so much as it is of George Lucas just like not giving a fuck. Right, about right, right, right. Famously, <laughs> famously not the actor's director. Not even in the commentary will he talk about the actor. I just thought, like, I was like, man, don't you believe in this bad movie you made? No. <laughs> it does sound like he knows that it's not good, which is hilarious to me. All right, final one, number thirteen. The big tree is actually a miniature. Lando Calrealcian, Phobie mm. Wan Kenobi. I'm going to say Phobie Wan Kenobi because I bet you it's not even that. I bet it's all digital. <laughs> I'm going to say Phobie Wan Kenobi just because I feel like he would have called it. I don't know. The big tree is very funny to me, but I'm going to say Phobie Wan Kenobi. That's Lando Calrealcian. 
they're, they're referring to uh, uh, a tree on Kashyyyk. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That yeah. was. Why? Are Why you was... for Cal Realcian? <laughs> Which, of course, wow. we are going to retcon as the title of any time you've right. joined us and brought us that game. Exactly. Wow, that was lovely. I really enjoyed that. You yeah, you need so to like. Funny. I know there's already a show of this because it's the George Lucas talk show or whatever it's called, oh, the one right. with the uh, Connor Ratliff. But I feel like you should you have a, a like maybe not an impression, but just like the idea and the vibe yeah, and of what George <laughs> of what he would say. I was uh, yeah, it was an interesting couple of days getting to hit into his head. <laughs> <laughs> so you did watch this movie twice. I did. And one time it was this this old guy telling you boring stories. Uh-huh. <laughs> the first time, in fact, in lower quality on the DVD. <laughs> so crazy. I so as far as Hayden Christian's performance, I feel like he does good and bad uh, once again. Like yeah, that's what I got. Especially like the first part, it's fun, and then like I don't know, the, the acting in this is all hit or miss it's just yeah, the whole movie's that, hit or miss that might be why i like attack of the clones more than this because that movie is just bad um and when when a movie is bad you can appreciate it for being so bad it's good you know whereas yeah. when a movie is kind of good but has like a lot of bad parts it you know you know like um you know obviously there's movies that are like it's so bad it's good but then there's other movies that it's just like Oh, that just like was bad. Well, it's period. like what is yeah, it's like what is it? It's like what is the movie going for? Because Attack of the Clones, you never feel like it's trying to be serious or trying to be important. Yeah. Attack of the Clones was like a drag performance. Yeah, it's it's just flashy and and weird. And then Revenge of the Sith, you do feel like it's trying to be important and say right. something. And so when it tries and fails, it feels worse than when Attack of the Clones tries and yeah. fails because you're like, well, Attack of the Clones wasn't trying to do anything. Yeah, so right. it's okay Attack that Attack of the fell. Clones was a swing and a miss, but like the swing was funny to watch. <laughs> it, was a cl- it was a clown doing <laughs> you it. Need yeah. to, you need to have a binary thing for, to settle this in your mind. Huh? It just needs to be all bad or all yes, good. Yes, all bad or yeah, all I good. I mean, it's, it's sort of like the thing of like, the we said this recently, like the Olympics should have someone who's never done the sport be part of the broadcast. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you should have a regular. You should Attack have a regular. Attack of the Clones is just like such a fucking whiff that it's like, oh, like that's a movie that I could have made. Right. right. You, you need to have a good movie playing next to Attack of the Clones <laughs> and a good movie playing next to Revenge of the Sith, so you can fully actually understand right. the the where each of them fall short. Right. Right. Um. I, and that movie. My Sorry, um. My favorite movie is The Godfather Part Two. I've I've decided that it's not the first one; it's the second one. Oh, interesting! And like one of the things I like about watching that movie, rewatching that movie, is like I still have questions. I still am not sure because there's like a bit of a mystery there. I'm not sure who knew what when, and like where they fit into the plot. Um, but. Like, and this is kind of what I learned watching Solo as many times as I did, and now I apply <laughs> it I apply it to this, is, like, rewatching a poorly written movie multiple times is, like, uncovering a mystery. Like, That's I, a good point. <laughs> I, I feel like I, even this time, learned more about what Anakin, like, was trying to do or think that I didn't even realize before just because... 
it's it's so muddied by the writing and it's so right. muddied by his performance. Like I don't think I realized that he actually actually believes that the Jedi were trying to overthrow the like the yeah. uh, Senate. Right. Like to me, I'm like, well, that's clearly not happening. And anybody with like even as like a what seventeen year old when I saw, it, I was like, yeah, well, clearly that's not happening. Right. Like he's just talking himself into it. But no, like. The script takes, like, beats to have uh, Palpatine establish in the, the opera thing. Like, I think this is what's going to happen. Like, he's putting it in his head. Right. But, like, Anakin's just not using common sense. Like, he's the one that says, hey, Mace, this guy's a Sith. Better yes. do something about it. The Mace Windu <laughs> scene yeah. is what I was thinking as you were saying that, which is just, like, uh, uh, if if you watch this movie through the lens of, like, uh, say you've never seen it before, like pretend you've never seen it before and pretend that like a friend whose opinions you really value told you that George Lucas is the best writer ever. Right. You know, like that's the only information you have and then you watch this, you might go like, oh wow, okay. So like even, like Anakin is ostensibly the first person to figure out that Palpatine's the Sith Lord that they're looking for. And when he tells Mace Windu, Mace Windu goes, are you sure? You know, it's sort of like... Mm-hmm. Like hashtag believe all Anakin's. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, but but then he he goes and basically just pre- like it's like that conversation never happened. It's like yeah. he right. just forgot the past thirty minutes because he's right. just yes. like, "What are you doing? You're trying to kill this innocent man." <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so so yeah, that that whole scene didn't work for me in multiple ways because you. Like, yeah, minutes before, he's talking to Mace Windu about how he's pretty sure this guy's a Sith, that he's behind everything. And then, but then. And also, they're talking just sort of like it's, you know, like, hey, did you catch the game last night? Yeah, he's like, so you're a Sith, right? And he's like, uh huh, I really Uh am. And then, the. A Sith Lord? And and then, we're not sure. The other thing that's like, not, we're not sure about, or that's not, I think, not written very well, is because the reason he wants him alive. Is not actually because it's not the Jedi way. It's because he needs him alive knowledge. so he can teach her, him right. how to save Padme because he's right. still sure that Padme's going to die. But that's like sort of muddied in a weird it's way. It's not competently made enough to, no. e- to, to express that. Because right. at that point you're like, well, why does, he, why does he not want him to kill him that bad? Like he's obviously the bad guy. And it's only later that you're like, oh, right. The thing with the keeping Padme alive, I guess. Like there's so many weird reasons for everything happening that <laughs> nothing feels and they like, all boil down to like things happening to anakin as opposed to him like right you know, well that's you guys said that i think in one of your other episodes but yeah, that's right. most of the prequels is that <laughs> yeah things are happening to them yeah um, the river of fate is ever flowing and he just happens to be like drowning in it <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I learned a couple new things just by having the subtitles on, which I never had before. And like, Anakin is line... spelled A N A K I N. Yes, A N N E Q U I N. Yeah, it's a it's a QAnon conspiracy. I'm sorry, there's a connection. <sighs> um, Palpatine. So like again, like this whole like, oh, Anakin is dumb, or Anakin is willing himself to believe this, like. Palpatine, even after, you know, he kills Mace Windu and everything, he's still committed to, like, lying and and trying to fool Anakin because Anakin's dumb. He says uh, something like, you 
if if my suspicions are correct, you're the only Jedi yes. not aware of this plot. And I never comprehended that before. And I was like, you're still doing this? Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't just be like, hey, I'm bad. You help me out. Let's be bad together. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we were, I, I think we said a lot is that, like, this movie is just, like, an example of the sunk cost fallacy for Anakin. Because he's just like, well, I've already done this thing. So I guess I should, mm-hmm. like... He's like, well, I already but helped that kill. But they do it wrong. Like, yes. that's yeah. his first his first action as official bad guy is murder kids. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> and to then go he's murder. Like, all right, heighten that and go kill the guys you've been trying to kill for two whole movies. <laughs> and it's just like it doesn't, it doesn't like it doesn't feel justified at all yeah. for An- for Anakin right from the beginning. Like, look, Cause, cause I'm you're desperate. Right. I helped you kill Mace Windu. Please what do you want teach me to me. do? How yeah. about you kill a dozen kids? <laughs> like, if, 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 because uh, he does, Palpatine does try to trick him, or is continuing to trick him. And so it almost leads You it mean he like, was deceived by a lie? He was deceived by a lie, <laughs> yes. That's a great line in, this, in that movie. But it, it makes you, it makes you wonder, like, did Darth Vader. Oh my Vader, god, that is such a stupid line. I didn't think about yeah. it until just now. <laughs> yeah. we, we were like, we were like, okay, so we were like, a well, lie isn't, is not the act of deception <laughs> itself inherently a lie. Yeah, like if you are deceived, then you were lied to. You know, he was if deceived you, by the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but so the um, it makes you wonder, like, did Darth, did Anakin become Darth Vader on good faith? Like, if we took him to court. Could it be argued that he thought he was doing the right thing the he entire was time under his own volition as because Anakin like Jay Skywalker? <laughs> yeah, and that he thought he was doing the right thing because he because he was like, well, I was told that the Jedi were taking over, and so I knew that if they did, it would be bad, and so you know we turned the Republic into the Empire, and everything he did from that point on was <laughs> like it almost makes you think that that's what's happening is that he's like, no, yeah, I mean this is what it, this is the right thing to do, but then right. they immediately have him go kill kids, and you're like, okay, but this is. You would know not to do this, right, right, Anakin? Come on, bud. You would at least go, I don't know, kids? Like, do we have to kill the kids? <laughs> like, you one push other back thing once. <laughs> one thing I learned, another, the other thing I learned from the subtitles was uh, Obi-Wan says, Oh, it'll probably turn out to be just a wild Bantha chase. Yeah. <laughs> and swear, like, from this moment back to 2005, I thought he said, panther chase and i was just like <laughs> i was like well that's not a thing but this movie's kind of silly so i guess maybe he said it's a panther chase yeah. there's panthers in star wars um do you have any other notes before we start wrapping up yeah let's see real quick I'm trying um, to think if there's anything else that stood out to me on this watch boom point four is the movie title is a reference Movie title mm. is a reference to Revenge of the Jedi, so I think that's the only oh, movie that's a good point. in all of Star Wars that is that is a reference, a reference. to another Star Wars movie. <laughs> right, that's a really good point. R two uh, is always told to stay with the ship. It's just like yep. shouldn't you just know that by now? Like they tell him that in the beginning, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I kind of would like to see what happens if R two's on the front line. He's uh, like, yeah. <laughs> It is or, literally his job to be on the ship, you know? Right. Like, he's essentially a computer that for yeah, ships. Yeah, he's like a ship mechanic. <laughs> yeah. I, I think one of the big things that took this movie out of the running from being in the, like, nines when we last reviewed it was that, like, its shift in tones is, like, right. leaves you with such whiplash, you know? It and goes it's so... from, like, fun family action adventure romp to, like, 
genocide. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's so grim. They have that in, like, if you think about it, they have it in episode four, but they just don't focus on it. Like, yeah. Like, if, right. if, if, another script could be like, all these people died. My mother died. My dad died. He was on Alderaan, and they do that in Mandalorian. Uh, but right. sure. So, but in this, it's like we see a little boy, and then we see a lightsaber ignited, and then later we see the same kids dead. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like this, this movie has the like scariest, like slash most violent imagery too, like. Right. With Anakin getting the, burnt like, door, up yeah. and having all his limbs chopped off, is like if I had been a little younger when I saw this, I would have not liked this movie because of that part. Like I'd have been like, "That's too scary. I don't want to see that." Right. Yeah, right. Something I even said was like, "What if his breathing problem wasn't that he was burnt alive, but that like it was just a bunch of smoke inhalation?" Like, or he got force choked by lava by river be smokier and like shown him like. Unable to move and breathing smoke. You know, oh, they, they to love like, talking about the ash on the commentary. Like, this oh, ash just brother, sets the I'm atmosphere. I'm sure they do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The ashmosphere. Um, a couple other notes that I had were, were just like Cinema Sinzy being like, how? But uh, <laughs> they say something in the movie, and I, you know, I don't know how war works. I don't know how politics <laughs> works, but I feel like a lot of it doesn't work like this. Like, they say it multiple times, but I don't know why it's true. They're like, well, like, once Grievous is destroyed, the war will be over. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, like the same thing with um, the Chancellor, like... Like, they don't have any kind of, like, line of succession or anything <laughs> like that in place. I don't understand how any of that functions. Yeah. That's a really good point. That Like, again, to the sort of, like, cliche we go back to a lot of, like, George Lucas tends to answer questions we weren't asking is, like, right. conversely, there are sort of big, like, universe implication questions that like it'd be nice to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like why like is is grievous in in the same way as like the command ship in phantom menace that like if you explode the whole thing all the droids just like turn yeah. off <laughs> right like again like isn't there just a chain of command like shouldn't there be a guy under yeah, him right. who's now in like, charge like lieutenant general or vice general or i don't know what yeah. like, the rank below general he's not is. he's uh, not the gre- he's just griever he's not grievous you know what right. i mean <laughs> his ma- his manga guards or whatever they're yeah. called uh they were um early pitches designs for Grievous. Oh, that's cool. So oh, they basically were like, oh, we don't like them, so he'll be his underlings. Well, there's also, there's uh, also like, you know, you say you don't know how war or politics works, but like, George, also George Lucas doesn't because he tries to, <laughs> like, he tries to say stuff with this movie because the idea that, like, the Republic voted its own fascistic overlord into power and, like, Padme's right. whole dramatic line of, like, this is how democracy ends. Like, he's trying to say some stuff. But it's surrounded by such dumb stuff that it's like it has no effect at all. Yeah. The uh, Senate um, does 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 he always have a office that just 
rises into the Senate like it's like a an ex like a big show going mm-hmm. on. Like introducing it's, it's like the bubble on that SpongeBob episode when they're all a band. Like it like rises into like the Super Bowl or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's just that's I, I think Rocky Four. That makes me think of Rocky yeah. Four. Uh-huh. He loves the drama. He's messy. And then uh, that another thing I said was, um, like he's so hammy once he's a bad guy or once he's yeah. revealed himself. How the fuck did he keep that wildly flamboyant personality like suppressed? Like yeah. he's like <laughs> the rest of the movie, he's just like ah 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 ah. Yeah. But, like, and his like his his lips when he goes no no. no. <laughs> it's like how did he say no normally ever if that's how he normally says it? It's gotta Do you task think him. that was? Like take number three after the first two, George saying faster and faster more and intense. More intense. <laughs> Probably, I could see that. That he was just or, like, okay, look, I'm gonna give you like literally fucking Lord Licorice, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the most like, <laughs> like cartoonish mustache twirling. All right, last note I'll say. I remember thinking this at the time, and this was probably my teenage brain trying to justify a bad movie. Uh, but, like, I still think, based on the performance Hayden Christensen gives in this moment, like, it seems like it could have gone this way. Uh, when uh, Padme's like, I'm pregnant, he's a bad actor, so he has a response. And his response is, <laughs> like, looks like he's almost upset. And I was like, for there was this... Pico second when I was watching this movie being like, oh, wouldn't that be awesome? Like, Darth Vader didn't want to become a dad. And that's uh-huh. like part of his pathos because he's like, that's that's wonderful. But no, it's just bad acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been another like, like so when we've watched the past couple movies, which, which I think sequentially in our commentaries, it was episode two and then episode three, yeah. wasn't yes. it? Yeah, so we have like the prequel era like really locked in recently and like the entire time we basically spent like wishing these movies were some other version of the story like a a story that wasn't actually told and like that would be a really cool thing for this entire movie to be kind of mired in anakin not wanting kids like that would be an amazing like lay on where do people think Anakin lives? <laughs> like how how it seems like somebody be able to figure it out pretty easy that he's right. like living with Padme. Right. Yeah. Or that he goes there all the time and all of his Does no one in Star Wars know how sex works? Or does sex <laughs> no. work no. or or does sex work differently because They've been together a lot. They're alone a lot. All of a sudden, Padme's belly starts to grow. Literally, anyone around them would be like, oh, right. Well, we knew you guys were together, but now, now we really know. But then, conversely, I was also telling Mike, I was like, she tells, her, she tells him she's pregnant, and then, like, a week later is having babies. Right. And it's like, was she... Yeah. Well, because it's just very convenient to the story that the Jedi are off fighting a war like 99% of their time. But then you guys have watched Clone Wars. Is Padme with child showing a no. belly at any point in that no, series? No, and then in the most recent season, the sort of final season that Disney did, like there is this little kind of 
interaction where Anakin is like locked in a room talking to Padme. And then yeah. as he leaves, like Obi-Wan was like, I hope you said hi to Padme for me. Like Obi-Wan She's does holding know... her belly kind of like a pregnant right. woman would, but this is before any of that happens. Right. I mean, I, I said it the last time we talked, like she's about this movie. Like she becomes pregnant, and when like a woman becomes pregnant in many movies, they just kind of become useless. They're just like, okay, yeah. well, you're now a vessel for a child. You shall be safely placed to the side. Yeah, uh, like so R2 that's pretty stay with much. The ship. Padme, here's stay a with nice the ship. chair for you to sit in. <laughs> and and Not we don't know how chair, babies though. work. Maybe you'll uh, get like bigger next week and have the baby two weeks after that. Yeah, right. Yeah, they'll be fine. That's just how. Pregnancies work in Star Wars. In fact, we we just recently we've been watching Mad Men. Kind of, I mean, like for the first time, really for both of us. We, I I had seen season one before, but like we are uh, midway through season three, and like Betty Draper is pregnant at one point, and then after having had the kid, you know, it's it's January Jones, so she right. herself was not actually pregnant, and after having the child, of course, she is like perfectly like skinny again, and like they wrote in the line of someone going like wow, your body is so resilient, you just bounce right back, or something like that, you know? Like, because if she was really pregnant, they'd have her yeah. hold boxes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have an answer to your to your question, though, Josiah. You asked about how sex works in Star Wars, and I believe, <laughs> oh, yes. I believe that Palpatine, maybe, but at the very least, Darth Plagueis the Wise, uh, influences the midi-chlorians to create life. I don't think... <laughs> Right. Sex happens like like that. He's in charge of all the babies. Right. Yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that all all births in Star Wars are are miraculous? Like they, there is uh, every every birth is a is a virgin birth in Star Wars because it's just like a there's Jedi. Literally, like a, a, a an entire planet whose race is like the Storks. Yeah. Palpatine's talking about this power like it's the cool thing, and and Anakin's just like, yeah, that's how babies are made. Like, everybody <laughs> like, knows. Yeah. That's everybody like, knows. <laughs> always told me that like so yeah this is normal to me um let's see so here here's let's let's wrap up ish mm-hmm. so we mm-hmm. gave here's where our ratings are right now here's where they stand yeah we gave revenge of the sith a seven and eight and an eight last time currently uh-huh. uh currently we are standing at return uh most recently last jedi had an 8.25 attack of the clones has an 8.5 uh, Empire has an 8.75. So that's where we're standing now. So is now. this movie is this movie between Last Jedi and Attack of the Clones? Is it lower than Attack of the Clones or is it higher than Last Jedi? And I at, feel at like at that I, point would we say like how much higher? I'm going to go out on a limb here right away and say it's higher than Last Jedi. This feels more Star Wars than Last Jedi to me. Interesting. In part because the beginning of it is so expertly Star Wars. Yeah, and then because uh, I think Jedi it's also very anti-Star Wars sometimes, so that yes, right, like also and, factors into. But it. we have also because said Last Jedi is higher than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Right now our rating is Attack of the Clones is eight point five, and Last Jedi is eight point two five. Got it. Okay. So we are. So we this are. Could be like eight and three eighths if we're threading yes. the needle, or or maybe we can also push we we have right. allowed ourselves to move numbers around so uh-huh. i think it feels higher than last jedi because the parts that aren't the cool beginning part i feel like are perfectly emblematic of the problems yeah. of of the prequel trilogy you know i agree plus this this movie has like the most 
kind of like cultural staying power of the prequels, I would say. Like it's like certainly the memeiest. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could maybe. I mean, what do we want to do? We don't have to like. I mean, we we got to give it a, a, a unit of measure, obviously. But like, Last Jedi is an eight point two five right now. Attack of the Clones is eight point five. Do we just bump Last Jedi down again, <laughs> or do we get in between there? I think with... at the very least, it is more than. Yeah, I think so too. Cause it's better, but not. Hey, you good. know what? I agree. So should we bump everything down? Is maybe, maybe. is is maybe this? Then what's above Attack of the Clones right now? Empire at an eight point seven five, and then New Hope is a nine. I mean, and then Phantom Menace is a nine point two five. <laughs> and Return yeah, of the Jedi so is a ten. Like our goal, I know that I know that this is sort of atypical from the actual show, but like our goal is to like make a definitive order with like right. each unique score. And yeah, I think this is possibly lower than Empire, but higher than Attack of the Clones. I don't know. Is it higher than Empire? Maybe. Mm, with, no. With its like impact on like the animated shows. I, and I am. I'm fighting for that impact, man. Okay. That, I mean, because like I said I, in the last episode we did about this was like Star Wars has added so much on top of it besides the movies and a lot right. of that you're right is that you're animation right. plus and, this movie is the... like two and a half hours of plot and like star wars has very quickly become plot in in recent and, years like and, filling in little gaps yeah and also like there are there are more bad movies in Star Wars than there are good movies in Star Wars. And Empire is a good movie, so it would make sense for it to be a little lower. That's just like the very basic math happening yep. in my head. That's right. We after our commentary, we were like, "Why do we like Star Wars? Because yeah. more more movies are bad than good. Well, because yeah. they keep making them. That's their. Well, that's, that's the true. problem. Is yeah. they keep so maybe, doing it. Do we bump down everything a quarter? Uh-huh. Uh, 0.25. We put... So that Empire is at 8.5. Attack of the Clones is 8.25 and Last Jedi is 8, maybe? And then, and then this is 8 and 3 quarters? Yeah. That kind of feels good to me. I'm good with that. And then what's above Empire? Or what's above what would be this, I suppose? New Hope at a new 9. Hope. Yeah, I feel like a New Hope like firmly cements itself at like high status, even though... It's only one entry in the thing. Nothing would exist without it. In the same way that the animated shows kind of wouldn't exist without this. So Now, though, um, we did put Phantom Menace at a 9.25. And I know that... Do we still feel good about that being higher than New Hope? I like, do. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> of, like, the hype and the merchandise. Oh, yes, And, like, yes, yes, how, yes. like, big of a fucking deal it was. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and just log that in. Do we, what's, our like unit of, what's our unit of measures? Uh... I feel like my first one probably was like batteries, comma fire, fire. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was. It was. <laughs> it Good. was batteries, fire, fire. Josiah's was younglings killed, and Delaney's was uh, Obi Wan is a Obi-Wan's hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> I think this time I'm gonna do little buzz droids because I liked them a lot in the beginning of the movie, and I want to focus on the positives. I'm going to do it out of uh, excuse me's because Jar Jar says it and one of the droids says it uh, <laughs> to Grievous. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Hilarious. Like one me. of the magna droids or whatever. No, one of the nerd droids. Like when they're on <laughs> on the the bridge of that ship. It, like, oh, Grievous the like walks, battle droids. Walks past them. And he's like, "Excuse me." Oh my god. <laughs> that sucks. Um. I can't do batteries firefighter because I've already done that. Um, I'm going to do the, like, like feathered lizard dog. (laughs) 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 Well, there you have it, folks. It's an 8.75. We bumped everything else down. Uh, So now the official rating goes last, or we'll start from the top. Return of the Jedi is a 10. Phantom Menace is a 9.25. New Hope is a 9. Revenge of the Sith. Sith is 8.75, Empire is 8.5, Attack of the Clones is 8.25, and The Last Jedi is an 8. Damn, so we we had initially scored this in such a way that it was like 7th Yeah, this moved up. This moved up real in a big way. Yeah, it really rose to the occasion. (laughs) Yeah, we're smarter these days. We're wiser. (laughs) Uh, We're smarter. We're smarter. Let's finish because I'm so hot. I know. And we gotta go to bed. It's late. We gotta go to bed. So, do you want us on the internet? If you do, yes. you can find us. Yeah, I knew he was gonna say it. <laughs> you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. That's right. You can also hear what we talked about right before this episode if you go to patreon.com slash How Star Wars Is It and uh, subscribe at $5 a month for. Weekly new episodes and monthly commentaries. Mm-hmm. And Michael Delaney, uh, do you want them to follow you anywhere if yeah. they haven't already? Uh, you can see me on Twitter, Cormac Michael, and I have a YouTube channel now where I make silly things like Solo, a Star Wars reference. Yes. <laughs> so you can see that. Um, and Michael why Delaney Iron Man or... leaves, needs to leave Spider-Man alone. Yes. Uh, so I, Michael Delaney, Cormac Michael, and um, I do have one last quote. From the commentary that I got. <gasps> Yay! Yes, because, yes, yes. Good, good. Because I, I don't know. This just seemed too long and too rambly to be fake. George, <laughs> George, George says, obviously there's a little bit of a stretch with the Death Star being started in this one and in 20 years gets finished, but you know, they had supply problems and union disputes and a few design problems, so it took longer than you would think, even for the Empire. <laughs> Like, that's, just that's... say, here's what he could have said. He invented this. I know he <laughs> thinks he discovered it and is just documenting it, but, like, he could have just said, yeah, and you can see how long it takes to make a Death Star. <laughs> yeah. It's the size of a planet, man. Years. <laughs> it's the size of a planet. It could take a long time. So also, it's about conceivably, time. It, it took, so it's 19 years in the future to A New Hope. Maybe it only took 15 years, and the Death Star's been around for four years by the time we join our heroes at A New Hope. Yeah, it's just been hiding because the weapons haven't been operational. A New Hope, it's day one. It's just finished. Yes. <laughs> they had just broken the champagne bottle over the bow. <laughs> And on that note, it's about time for Tubby yeah. Bye Bye. <laughs> so, like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And may the fourth <laughs> be with you. <laughs> bye bye. Do do Dora, do 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 Dora, do do Dora, do 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 Dora. Swiping, oh, swiping, swiping, oh, swiping.